Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Those of you online campus, we appreciate you being with us today. And those of you live in the room, wow, what overcomers and conquerors you must be. Anyway, everybody's going to tell you what you can and can't do. But we're so thankful. Look, we... Sometimes we take just getting together and worshiping for granted, don't we? Let's not take it for granted anymore. Most churches in our country today are not able to have live services, not able to be together. And I'm just very thankful that our governor, Ron DeSantis, has allowed us to gather together today. And and, um, we are believing God to minister to people, whether you're in the room or wherever you're sitting right now, you're part of us. And we're together with you and we're believing for you as if you were here. We're praying for the children in the other areas of the building. And uh, as uh, Colonel Jessup said, it's a code red. My message today is called, You Can Handle the Truth. Amen. Even in a code red, which apparently the whole world is in, you can handle the truth. Let's turn to Numbers chapter 21. You're not going to hear the name coronavirus here. That'll be the only time I'll say it. We just rebuke it in Jesus' name. We've got power over it. We've got authority over it. Numbers 21 talks about a different type of plague. So we're not going to talk about that thing. Talk about another one. Numbers 21, verse 4. Then the people of God journeyed from Mount Hor, or Mount Hord, in case you're getting toilet paper, by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people, the mind, will, and emotions of the people became very discouraged on the way. And here's what people do when they get discouraged. Verse five, and the people spoke against God and against Moses, saying, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? There's no food, no water, no toilet paper. Our soul loathes this word. That's not in the scriptures, but you know. In fact, I don't even want to think about what they used back then, do you? (laughs) Hadn't been invented yet. Their, their, their name was on the roll. But anyway, that's a different thing. There, there is no food and no water. Our soul loathes the manna. Our soul, our mind has begun to hate the very thing God provided, manna. Our soul loathes this worthless bread. That's what they said. Careful what you say when God's listening. So the Lord sent, one translation, the original is really about allowing. It's God's hand of protection went off of them. He didn't cause this. God doesn't send evil. The enemy brings evil. But when God's presence is lifted by God's people pushing God away, and so the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned. That's a good response. We have sinned for we've spoken against the Lord, against you. Pray to the Lord, he takes away these serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people and the Lord said to Moses, here's the strategy. Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at that snake on a pole, shall live. John chapter three, verse 14. 
And the message says this, in the same way that Moses lifted the serpent in the desert so the people could have something to see and then believe, it is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up and everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expectant, will gain a real life, eternal life. Finally, Proverbs 23, 23 from the Amplified says this, buy the truth and sell it not. These are words of investment. Words of investment. Buy the truth. You want to buy some stock that's not going to fall this week? Buy the truth and don't sell it. Not only that, but also get discernment and judgment, instruction and understanding. Let's pray together one more time. God, would you open the eyes of our heart? We're here to hear your word, Father. We're desperate to hear from you. Your word says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. So come Holy Spirit and lift up the standard on behalf of our community, on behalf of our state, on behalf of our church, on behalf of our nation, in Jesus' name, amen. Two weeks ago we encouraged you to be transformed by renewing your mind had no idea what was coming. Pulling down strongholds. We said strongholds are the castle or the prison of lies that you listen to and take in and believe. And the Bible says to take them captive, take captive all the stray thoughts and make them bow in obedience to Christ. Last week, Pastor Lindsay had a home run with a message about the origin of self-defeating lies. Boy, how timely that was, huh? Check it out online and be a part of it. Now it's been a, to say it's been a strange couple of weeks all over the world is an understatement. The unthinkable has happened. Every bastion where we run to for comfort other than God has been put on hold. Everything that we do to self-medicate in the sense of entertainment, <coughs> sports, We need some intercessors to pray that the world would come back to common sense. How they canceled golf in Jacksonville, I don't have any earthly idea. They don't want them to clap out there anyway. They kept the people, the fans were not on the course and the best golfers were already right over there. Just let them play. I've got to watch something. The world's gone mad. <laughs> the spread of a brand new virus has become a global pandemic, like a bad movie. I haven't been the same since Outbreak anyway, years ago, when they showed people sneezing in the movie theater. I, I like have only been to the movies like three times since then anyway. I mean, well, maybe not that, but it's like it, it kind of messes with you. Think about the word pandemic, combining the words panic with epidemic. By the way, was anybody here in December when I preached on the Roaring Twenties were gonna be a place at a time of quick things happening and cataclysmic issues? I didn't prophesy this exactly, but I'm just telling you, God's been trying to prepare us and trying to get us ready. I said to my wife, is it possible that the whole world has been placed in timeout? Like we've been put in the corner for a bit? 
and, and told to take a break, you know. Not that God has done this, but certainly, hey, have we, God's people, been so focused on all these other things that we push God's hand away? Just saying. So one of the greatest statements, you know, I love A.W. Tozier. I want to begin with this. A frightened world needs a fearless church. A frightened world needs a fearless church. We're at war, ladies and gentlemen. That's the mindset we need when the world is in in absolute hysteria over a virus. As Pastor Kristen Kennedy taught here in our Bible study Wednesday night, fear is the result of the moments when we feel we have lost all control. But we trust the God who holds it all in his hands. There's a major difference between facts and the truth. And you have to learn to handle the truth. You have to learn to handle it with great care. Part of the last couple of days for me is just, I feel so discombobulated. Not only am I still jet lagged or just getting over jet lag from being away last week, but then when you can't have normal life or you're seeing the minute by minute, I mean, you got, you got to turn off the news. Because at the end of the day, they're just, they're, 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 they're beefing up their ratings. They're, they're, you know, they're leading off everything with, here's the latest count. Well, they're not telling you very often, if ever, is how many people are already well from this and how many people didn't die. Why? Because if they told that, we wouldn't pay attention. A couple of weeks ago, I had a word about watching over our seniors and making sure we're honoring seniors. And then I asked for people to go to places and visit them. Well, now you can't even do that. Maybe that was God prompting us to take preemptive action while we still could. I just think we need to listen better. Proverbs 12, 25 says this, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. Here's the good news. But a good word makes it glad. And that good word is God's word. The gospel, the word gospel, as you know, literally means good news. It's the antidote for snake bite, for poison, for plague. Same about 1 Peter 1.13. The Bible says, gird up the loins of your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. That's the, that's, that's the, the whole thing about truth. Gird up the loins of your mind. What in the world? I was going to meditate on that. What in the world are the loins of your mind? Your loins are your most vulnerable place. If you've ever watched a man watching sports where somebody takes a baseball right in the loins, every man winces for that man. The loins are the areas of vulnerability and the areas of reproduction. The areas where we actually have an impact upon generations to come. Gird up the loins of your mind. Make sure you're reproducing what God has put in you. 1 Peter 1.13 from the Amplified says it this way, so brace up or gird up. 
your minds, be sober, circumspect, morally alert. Set your hope like you set your watch. Set your hope wholly and unchangeably on the grace, divine favor that is coming to you when Jesus Christ the Messiah is revealed. Paul wrote in Ephesians, put on the whole armor of God. And the very first thing he said is, put on the belt of truth. Gird it up, gird up your vulnerable areas and trust God. Why do we have to be careful in this time what we're listening to, what we're watching? Because words contain power. Words contain power. Your mind eats words like your body eats food. Your mind consumes words. Your mind partakes of, consumes, digests and absorbs and turns into nutrients that get to the rest of your body, either energizing or not. You gotta watch your diet. Listen, there's so much junk food out there right now. If you're gonna watch the news, watch one round and don't get caught into the second cycle. Just, just, just I know there's nothing else on, but just, you know, thinking about what, wouldn't it be interesting, you know, right now, we're, you're probably not inviting people to church today. Hope you are, but maybe you're not. But you know what? Wouldn't it be cool to have some watch parties when people don't have anything else to do anyway, we're just getting together with a couple of people to watch our online campus or, or, or connect with that video that Pastor Lindsay's talking about, about the blessing. Or just get together. This is a moment where the church needs to rise up and calm the nerves of our neighbors and chill out our friends who are freaking out. Can you imagine if you didn't have Jesus? What you might be thinking right now? Can you imagine? I don't even wanna think about it. I do not know in times like these what lost people, what people that don't have a relationship with God and are not trusting in him, I don't know what they think. I don't know what they do. I don't know what it can be. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I would do. Thank God. But you gotta watch your diet because junk food is about fear-mongering, doubt and unbelief. I remember years ago, I said to my friend, John Mason, yeah, I was gonna give, I'm gonna give that guy the benefit of the doubt. My friend John said, wait a minute, doubt has no benefit. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta actually think through the things that you hear and see and do. If you dwell on the lies and deceptions of the world right now, you're gonna grow restless and weak. But if you'll feast on the truth, the word of God, Dwell on the fact that he loved you enough to send his only son to live the sinless life that you and I couldn't. He became disease. So disease would hang on a cross and be destroyed to heal you, to heal me. Psalm 37 said this way in verse three, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness, feed on his faithfulness, feed on his faithfulness. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Feed on his faithfulness, trust in him, get into him, chew on his words. The end of Job 23 verse 12 said this, 
I have treasured the words of God's mouth more than my necessary food. I don't know what your necessary food is. For me, it's probably chocolate. I mean, I know, I, I, and I know some of you are thinking <clears throat> salad. But I'm talking about necessary food, things you can't live without. I'm talking about rabbits. I'm talking about humans. I can, I mean, I love salad. Don't get me wrong. It has its appropriate place and time. But I found even on a diet, if I can have a couple of chocolate chips, if I can have like something like rich chocolate, I don't eat much. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about <clears throat> cheap stuff. I'm not talking about stuff from, you know, Brock's. Remember you used to reach into, boy, I'm, aren't you glad we don't have those you trust it candy areas anymore where you, <laughs> boy, they'd, they'd close that thing down in a hurry now, wouldn't they? Remember that you used to go as a kid? You just, they have a little scoop there. Well, I think when I was a kid, they didn't even have a scoop. You just got a handful of candy. <laughs> threw it in a bag. Some of it wasn't even wrapped. I don't even want to think about that now. That's so gross, isn't it? That's disgusting. But some of that Brock's candy, they called it chocolate. It was like chocolate-flavored wax. So necessary food. I'm talking about Godiva, Ghirardelli, something good. I just want to take a few minutes and just focus on this. The impact of God's church throughout history in, in horrible times is unparalleled. This is our time, folks. In times of famine or crisis, natural disaster or plague, God's people stand up. The Old Testament. Leviticus had these leprosy principles. And interestingly enough, during times of the bubonic plague, a few times, it's been Christians and God's people who stood up in faith and said to the doctors and to the world, hey, why don't we use some of that Old Testament stuff called quarantine? God said if somebody had leprosy, you immediately put them outside the camp, not to punish them, just to quarantine them from spreading it to everybody else. And that when they, find, when they found healing, they would come and stand and be ceremonially cleansed by the priest. They'd be anointed with the blood of a lamb in their right ear, their right thumb, and their right big toe. Isn't that interesting? The priest would take a perfect sinless lamb and say and proclaim over these lepers you now have freedom to hear the word of God again. You now have freedom to touch any place that you need to touch. And you now have freedom to walk any place you need to walk without restriction. Our God deals with plagues and cares about people. Some of you remember the Passover promise when God said to Moses, listen, there's going to be a season of 
diseases in this world, but I will not put or allow any of them on my people who just simply obey. I want them to go into their homes, gather together all that will come in in faith, take the blood of a sinless, perfect lamb and spread it over the doorposts. And the Bible says that when the destroyer came, he had to pass over those houses, your houses, my house. If we'll be in faith, we have power. Jesus didn't leave us powerless in this. You might feel like you don't have control, but let me tell you something, you do have power. You can't control everything that everybody else has, but you have power. Say, I have power. power. Exodus 15, verse 26 says this. God says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, that's that's listening to his voice. Let's listen to the word. Getting a hold of God. And do what is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes. I will put or allow none of the diseases on you which I have brought or allowed on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The word literally there, Jehovah Rapha, means I'm your doctor. I'm your great physician. Look it up. Look it up. God says, I'm your, I'll be your doctor. I'm gonna cover you. I'm gonna protect you. Moses Wiley wrote this week on, online on Thursday. I was reading this article. He said, most of our brother Christians have shown up in history in times of plague or famine with unbounded love and loyalty, never sparing themselves and thinking only of one another, their brothers and sisters in Christ. Heedless of the danger, they took charge of the sick attempting, excuse me, attending to their every need and ministering to them in Christ. The impact of the service during big plagues throughout that, that have happened in history, number one, Christians sacrificed for their fellow believers stunned the unbelieving world as they witnessed community and community love like they'd never seen before. And number two, Christians sacrificed for non-Christians resulted in the early church experiencing exponential growth as non-Christian survivors who benefited from the care of their Christian neighbors converted to Jesus en masse. My friends, that's revival. In moments when everybody else is shrinking away, this is our opportunity. This is a moment where we can be the light we're supposed to be. A number of years ago, I heard the story of John G. Lake. He was a great healing evangelist in Washington State and he went and served in South Africa from 1908 to 1913 as a missionary, ministering to people that were sick. And during that time, there was an outbreak of the horrific bubonic plague. It broke out. John G. Lake was caring for the sick and started burying the dead himself and organizing other Christians to be part of it. Great Britain sent a ship of medical supplies and a corps of doctors to him. And the doctors asked John G. Lake how he protected himself from the deadly plague. Why are you touching these? You're going to die. John G. Lake answered this. 
Quote, I believe the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death, according to Romans 8, 2. And as long as I walk in the light of that law of the spirit of life, no germ will attach itself to me, end of quote. In the scriptural context, this verse speaks of Jesus' work of salvation, bringing the life of the spirit to us and freeing us from the law of sin, or in other words, from everything evil that came into the world through sin, like P.L. talked about last week. As a result of sin in the Garden of Eden, disease, poverty, addictions, spiritual death, and early physical death came into the earth. The doctors were unconvinced in ministering and talking to John G. Lake, so Lake insisted they do a microscopic experiment on him. Lake showed them that if one of, the, one of them took bubonic plague foam from the lungs of a dead person and put it under a microscope, the diseased cells would still live, and they verified it. But he said, if you'll put them on my hand, they'll be powerless. Can I add, don't try this at home. <laughs> this guy's faith was at a different level. So they placed bubonic plague stuff on his open hand and then put it under a microscope and watched to their amazement the disease died in front of their eyes. Why are we afraid? I'm not saying we tempt God by going to do something crazy. This guy's level of faith in God's word helped keep him safe, but why can't we Believe, at least for the people around us. My wife and I went for a walk the other day. Part of the whole thing is uh, at least get out in the sunshine. If you got sunshine, be out in it. And so we went for a walk. And as we did, I stopped and I opened the mailbox to see if the mail had come yet. It did. So I closed it. We went on the walk. And then I, did, I realized later I was about to touch my face. And I said, wait a second. You know what? I need to pray for my mailman. Because my mailman touches that mailbox and touches our mail, which we then grab and then bring into our house. And I thought about what is the exponential, who do we have to pray for that's touching the stuff that we touch? And that's why we need to pray for our community and not just for each other. Because there are people around us that need God's touch and God's protection. There are Christians around they believe in salvation, but they don't believe God can protect them from this. But we can stand on the word of God. Finally this, when the world is in crisis, God's people shine brightest. When the world is going nuts, I, I'm trying to avoid any more toilet paper jokes, but anyway... I mean, if you look at Publix and some of the areas where the shelves are empty, you can only shake your head and think, what in the world are they planning for? In fact, this sickness supposedly doesn't do anything to you going to the bathroom any more than usual. If you need 800 rolls of toilet paper for a 14-day or 21-day situation... 
we really need to pray for you. I don't get it. In the text, the world was in crisis. Children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness and they got discouraged. And when they got discouraged, they spoke against God and they said in God's hearing, what'd you do, God? Bring us out here to die in the wilderness. Another place in scripture in Numbers, God said, what'd you say? is what you get. And I heard you. Numbers 14. So at this point, God said, okay. And it wasn't until they said, God, they went to Moses and they said, we've sinned against God and against you. We've spoken evil. We've violated. We've done the wrong thing. We repent for our sin. Please pray for us. And Moses said, I'll pray. And when he prayed, he said, God, what do we do? And God said, here's what I want you to do. Let me know, for every snake bite, you need the anti-venom. You need the antidote. For a rattlesnake bite, You need something pretty quick. God said, here's what I want you to do. Make a statue of that snake, of those snakes. Anybody ever seen the symbol of the American Medical Association? What is it? It's a snake on a pole. Right out of this scripture, And the Bible says that they took and they put that snake on the pole and they lifted it up. And everyone who looked at that snake was healed, lived, and was protected from any more bites. You think, what does that mean in the Old Testament? Of course, everybody here knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But we don't pay attention sometimes to John 3, 14 and 15. And that's where God explains the whole snake on the pole thing of the Old Testament. It was all about the crucifixion of the flesh, the crucifixion of the sin nature of man that someone would have to pay the ultimate price for our sin nature and be nailed to a cross. John 3, 14 from the message, in the same way, in the same way, in the same way that Moses lifted the serpent in the desert so people could have something to see and then believe. It is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up and everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone Everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expectant will gain a real life, eternal life. Everyone who looks to him and sees their sin, their failures, 
their doubts, their fears, their words. That snake is neutralized. Let me ask you this. Who are you trusting in during this crazy time? The gloom and doom news media? The gossip online? Oh, that'll help build you up. Or the good news of the kingdom of God? Where will you turn? Go to the movies? Ha! Nope. Sporting event. No. Just watch it on TV. Yeah, the 1916 field hockey championship. I mean, it's crazy. They're, put, they're, they're bringing out all the old bowl games. They even had the toilet bowl on the other day. It was just like, a, I'm thinking like one in the world bowl games. They're playing all these old, why? ESPN has four channels and nothing to play. Not that I've noticed. My desperation. I need a fix. And I need it now. I need to repent. So do you. Because everything we've looked at to soothe or satisfy Stripped away for the next few weeks. What are you going to do? What's she say? Ushers, help me get Carolyn Donald out of here. Listen, here's the thing. Even the bachelor's over. It's done. What are you going to do? I know we're having some fun about this, but man, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. Here's the thing. I believe you and I are protected by God. But here's what we don't know. If you're a carrier to somebody who can't handle it, that's why all this stuff, it's really not about you and me. I guess it is about those over the age of, what they say, 67 or something like that, or that are in the vulnerable group. But I'm looking at Miss Irma right here on the front row. Not that she's 67 yet, but... Let <laughs> I me mean, think about it. There are vulnerable among us, and we don't want to be the ones to pass it on to them. What are you going to do with your time? Who are you going to turn to? This is our moment. The world has no answers and a lot of questions. We don't have all the answers, but we know this. Jesus said, if I be lifted up on the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word today. Lord, we celebrate the fact that we so appreciate the fact we can come together.
to honor you, to bless you, to worship you without fear. Thank you, Father. We pray for those that may be home, that may be feeling sick and be afraid of that. Lord, we just ask you to bring peace. We arrest this virus by the blood of Jesus Christ and we say over this house, this church, over every home represented in this body and every home that trusts in Jesus across our community and across our state and across our nation, we declare that perfect sinless blood Steel heals today. We proclaim that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you spoke to lepers in your earthly ministry that asked you for healing. And you said, Go your way, show yourself to the priests. and you'll be healed. But one out of those 10 returned to say thank you, to fall at your feet and to worship you. And you said, where's the nine? Where are the others? But your faith has not just helped you to get healed. Your faith has made you whole. Father, we release the blessing of the Lord of wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. Wholeness. Because of your sacrifice, Jesus. your heads bowed and your eyes closed just for a moment. Where are you at in all this? Have you been scared to death and just hiding underneath your covers hoping this will just be a nightmare that just goes away? The Bible says, he that turns to the Lord will become one spirit with him. Hear that? He that turns to the Lord will become one spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to come into your life and invade you and fill you and strengthen you so you can be an instrument of healing and wholeness and, and help to others. Lord, for any people hearing the sound of my voice that are away from you right now, where their hearts have grown cold, I ask you to bring healing. I ask you to bring deliverance. I ask you to bring salvation. If you're here today or you're connecting with us online, I wanna invite you right now. Even under the old covenant, those people turned and said to their leader, pray for me. I sinned against God because I spoke some things out of discouragement that I shouldn't have said. If that's your response, 
I can't compare with Moses, but I can pray for you. If you're here today or you're there at home, right where you are, you want to make sure you're connected, you want to make sure you're under that precious blood, it's not a guess. It's not a wish. It's an action of faith. If you're here, say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to get right with God. Would you just lift your hand up right where you are? God bless you, sir. So someone else, maybe at home right now, maybe at home right now, someone's there. This is not the moment to be afraid. This is the moment to look to the cross, to our Savior for healing and wholeness. Father, I pray for those whose hands are up, those whose hands are up, whether they're in the room or whether they're at home or whether they're in a hotel room or on vacation somewhere for spring break. Father, we release your healing power, your strength, and your salvation, God. Lord, you said if someone would turn to you with all their heart, you would forgive their sin. And Father, today we finish this moment as your people called by your name. And today as a body, we humble ourselves and pray as a body. And we seek your face and we turn from our wicked ways and we ask you to forgive our sins, cleanse and heal our land. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God's doing something in this place. He's doing something right where you are. Look to him, the author and finisher of your faith. We don't know what this week holds. You know, from like Wednesday on, it was like a daily, you know, minute by minute update, wasn't it? So please pay attention to some things we're gonna be doing. This Wednesday night, we were gonna do a movie night here for spring break. It's just, let's not do that. Let's just silly. Just find a good Christian movie and watch it at home. Focus on God. So no service this Wednesday night. Let's believe that we can still have church next, next Saturday, next Sunday, excuse me. Hey, next Saturday, that was a suddenly surprise. I misspoke. Um, I do want to say this. I have heard from reliable people in the scientific community that part of the reason why they're just focusing on the next couple of weeks is because even normal flu, when it starts to get warm weather around the world in the Northern Hemisphere, that even regular flu starts to dissipate. They're believing that will happen as well. Can we ask God to help us these next, whatever couple of weeks to just connect with Him? And be strong in him. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.